Welcome to Off The Bench with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews, the show that covers all things NRL. Oh, you bet. We I'm just trying to sit in my chair uh, for the start of the show. Maybe I should have done that before the uh, show opened. Hello, Satsy. Welcome to Off The Bench. <laughs> Hello, Jace. Also, listeners, uh, yeah, thank you very much. It's uh, It's been a good week. It's been an interesting week, um, I think, in the in the light of the NRL and some of the I suppose some of the the plans they want to try and implement, maybe. I mean, oh, they're just, thru- they're just throwing it out there. This whole conference system, they've got everyone engaged, and you know what? I love it. I love what the NRL do. I love how they throw stuff out there. They throw ideas out there, and they just get the fans' feedback and all the stakeholders' feedback. So, mm. yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out over the next two to three years, and we're going to be talking about it for a long time to come at the moment. But I. I like the idea that of going to eighteen teams. Right, hold, just listen. I know you're excited. I know we're going to talk hold, about it, but I like the idea on. of going to eighteen teams. I don't. I don't think there's enough talent in the game. Joey wants to go to fourteen. I don't think there's enough talent, mate. And if you want to be one of the greatest content, uh, one of the greatest competitions in the world, you got to have the cattle. And I don't think we have the cattle, mate. Well, save it. I'll, I'll, I'll save it. <laughs> uh, round eight of the 2021 season has kicked off. Obviously, uh, Thursday night football saw the Rabbitohs beat the Raiders. Two very cranky coaches uh, after that game. We'll get to that real soon. For Ricky, different reasons. For different reasons. Surprise, surprise. On today's show, uh, Toddy Payton, the coach. Good man. Of uh, North Queensland Cowboys. Beautiful eyes. Uh, <laughs> And is he Twinkle Toes Peyton? Is that what we call him? Best dancer over 120 kilos? That's self-proclaimed. He used to be the best dancer over 120 kilos. He's now probably only about 103, 104. He needs some food. He looks like he the stress of the job. No, no, no. What he needs is he needs some sort of – I remember Craig Gow used to get this injection when he played because he used to sweat so much. Yeah. He needs that because if you look at his armpits in those mm-hmm. – those balmy Saturday nights in Townsville, oh he's, he's, the sweat pits under his arms are just – it's astronomical. Yeah, it is pretty bad, isn't it? Mm. No doubt you'll mention that to him in the interview coming up uh, real soon. Uh, as uh, We'll review, obviously, the Thursday night game. As we said, we'll get the tips for the rest of the week and we'll do this. Time on Off the Bench to look back on the news of the week. Yeah, as we said off the top, uh, two conferences uh, proposed for the NRL is all the rage this week. I don't like it, mm-hmm. and and I've had more time to digest it. I know you. I know you want more teams, Sat. So I tell you why I don't like it. The NRL media landscape sits that most of the big media covering the NRL comes out of Sydney, mm-hmm. and I'm already. I can already tell you, mate, that those those nine teams, proposed nine teams that will be in the Sydney conference, will get more coverage and more favourable coverage than what some networks are already calling the regional conference, which already sounds secondary to the Sydney conference. Mm. And that's one of the things I'm concerned about. Secondly, Newcastle not included in the Sydney conference. Now they're two hours up the road. Yeah, they may have a complaint about the amount of travel they will have to do, but rugby league players are used to travelling now. It's it's part of being a professional sports man or woman. Um, when it comes to the Sydney teams, yeah, it is the epicentre. I like it that Sydney fans get the opportunity to just to travel every weekend and go and watch. But their they don't team go. Play. They don't go. Sats. Well, maybe they this- don't. Sydney have a track record of new and badge. Mm-hmm. 
have hung it on me when it comes to State of Origin. Oh, you can't even sell out a State of Origin. They're not as passionate about their footy as, say, South East Queensland. Look at the Broncos, the Cowboys. The Cowboys supporters travel four hours a week to go to a game. And that's why the regional, in inverted commas, why there wouldn't be much difference in relation to the support of that because those one-team towns or you know one-team regions, like your Cowboys and your Broncos and your Gold Coast, they have a... They have a far greater region to deal with when it comes to population mass. I mean, they reach out to far parts of their, far parts of their states and their mm. regions, whatever. I mean, like the Broncos, for example, at the moment reaches uh, northeast, west, and the west it goes out towards Toowoomba and yeah. Roma and yeah. Warwick, all those areas out there. So when it comes to the support of the club, the numbers are still there. Now it's all. I'm not. I'm not debating that though. I'm saying. There aren't enough people passionate about rugby league in Sydney. There's too much to do. And if, you, if they're making, if they're proposing this based on... But the game is built around TV now. It's, it's made, it's... Well, then it's you're, more, it's contradiction, more, you're con, well, con, contradicting yourself. No, but what I'm, no, what I'm saying about eyes on screens, eyes on screens, and with the Sydney, with the Sydney conference, for, for a better word, it's all built for eyes on tees. They're not built for, to go into the footy these days. Now, they want people going to grounds, okay, but but it's built around TV rights. Well, that's that's not good for the clubs, mate, as well, because the clubs need revenue at the grounds as well. No, well, the main revenue comes from the TV but broadcasting. Still, Whatever they get from game day yeah. is the cherry on top. Well, it's not good for the players. They want people in seats as well. I, I, I just think – I don't know, mate. I just – yeah, look, and, and what about expats who have moved from Sydney to other parts of Australia who won't see their team probably as much, right? We don't know about that yet. We, you might. You might see them every two years, maybe every three, whatever it is. But, but you know, if, if I'm a, a New South Welshman living in um, southeast Queensland, I just don't want to hear about the Broncos and the Titans and the Cowboys and watching those teams play every week against each other in that conference. Okay, well, if, you're, if I threw this up, Jace, just say you were a South, like you are a South Sydney fan, and just say you were living in South East Queensland, mm. and you don't get to see your South team play against the Broncos and the Gold Coast, whatever it may be, maybe once a year. Do we keep the magic round? Do we keep a magic round in in Brisbane, for sure. example? Sure, oh, I reckon that should go to the highest bidder. By the way, do we like, do, like do we do th- like three magic rounds? Do you do one in Brisbane, Perhaps. one in Townsville, yep. one in New Zealand? Perhaps that might be a way to do it. Look, I'll give you another example. Thursday night football, we saw th- there was big hype with the South's Raiders game last night, right? So you won't, you won't see, you may not see that if this conference, like maybe two or three years, right? Well, every two years in that case. Then next Thursday night, there's, imagine the hype there is going to be around the Storm and the Rabbitohs. Mm. Two great performing teams, second versus fourth. I'm not going to get that each week mm. because Souths are going to play another Sydney team. Yep. So it robs the game of those big spectacles week in, week out. And it's not just between the Sydney teams. It could be between a Sydney team and a Brisbane team. It Cause, could Because be- you're anticipating a rival. And I agree with your argument in, in, this, in, this, um, in this instance when it comes to this, this format that possibly may look at. And it's only a, a possibility at the moment. But because you may think it's going to be a rivalry like Parramatta and the Bulldogs this weekend. But the Bulldogs have won one game. Absolutely. Parramatta are going okay. Absolutely. Yes, it's a rivalry f- from for historical reasons, 
But it's not a rivalry when you come to the potential outcome of that game this for, year. For, for potentially new fans of the yeah. game. Mm. You know what? And that's what you've got to keep attracting new fans to the game for it to grow and to prosper. Yeah, it's a rivalry that dates back 30, 40 years. But this week, who cares? Mm. I won't watch it. It's at, another, it's at a beautiful big stadium. It's not. There'll be no one there. It's not one of your boutique grounds where no. a lot of those rivalries If that played. was at Belmore. My God, I'd watch it. There I'd, you go. There you go. We'll, I'd watch it at Belmore mm. because you know it's going to be packed and that might that might lift the Bulldogs. Um, this is what Peter Volandis and, – and he's – look, I agree with what he's doing, by the way, but it's, a, it's also open to criticism. He's got to cop it. If he throws an idea out there and it doesn't stick with everyone, you've got to listen. This is why he thro- throws it out there. He said, I just threw it out. Have a listen to what he had to say. Look, you, you can't stand still whatever your product is. And as I've said from day one, I will consider the fan – I'll consider our customer and uh, and deliver it f- for the fans. And I just think that, that, that it's an it's an idea that's got to be explored. It, it's no by no means a fait complete. It's an idea that will require analysis. It will require feedback. And as we go around to the 16 clubs, we're seeking that feedback. And if it was to happen, it's at least four years away at the minimum. Yeah, he says he's go- once the fans' feedback, then he says he's going to the clubs, but. Yeah, um, the the dangerous thing in all of this is is Wayne Bennett's comments. Have a listen. Have a listen to this. I know the tribalism in Sydney. No, I, you know, I came from Queensland. I didn't understand it. Didn't get it until I arrived in Sydney. And it's very very rich in Sydney. The club football's really tribal. I mean, in Queensland, the tri- state of origin's really tribal. And um, but it's here in Sydney, and I don't think they, I don't think the game maximises it. We'll always find a negative when we want to. We travel every week. If you're out of if you're out of if you're out of Sydney, if you're out of Sydney, you travel every week. You travel for 12 weeks. Okay, I've done it for 25 years and longer. Still get 12 home and away games, and you're going to get 12 away, and that's what, that's the way it is right now. So that's just another one of those guys that just you know can't see the future, can only see the present. What's the best way for the NRL to, to sell the concept to the clubs? Get everyone get everyone on board. Well, tell them that's what they're going to be doing. Now, one person said he's listening to the fans. The other says just do it. Just tell them to, they have to. So do it. So why is that dangerous? You're saying it's because he's got a he's very powerful. He's a very powerful voice in the NRL. Does he it, does he make it sound simple and easy that that if we just do it, we just we accept it and we move on because it's for the good of the game? I'm calling BS first of all on the tribalism in Sydney. I'm telling you, mate, Sydney crowds are very fickle. If your team's not performing in all sports, and you've got so many choices in Sydney, mate. You've got so many choices. Um, I won't go. Mm. I won't go. I won't go. I won't go and spend all that money to take my family to the football because it's not cheap. Yeah, I can stay home and watch it. But you're talking about tribalism. Tribalism isn't in front of the TV. Tribalism isn't the ground. Is is getting there and putting the team colours on and and ribbing the opposition supporters and ribbing the opposition Agreed. team and Agreed. having a beer and having a good day out. That's what tribalism is about. Mm. It's not sitting in front of a team. Anyway, we, uh, uh, look, we no, could you, talk about you, forever, You do mate. make some really good points, Jase. I, I do. I do agree with you in, in a lot of those points. And I think when we weigh up, we weigh up what is the most important – what is the most important facet for the game leading into the future, the 10 look, – look at 10 and 20 years down the track. That's where we've got to be looking as opposed to four or five. So um, if we look at that, does it mean there's going to be – more money in the game, which means more money for the clubs, which means more money for marketing, which means more money for players. If if that outweighs every other argument, I'm happy to go with it. Yeah, and 
Uh, one final thought from me. I think there is nothing better than watching a sporting event with a packed house. And if COVID's taught us something, we've seen sport without that. We're getting back there now. And we talk about crowd numbers all the time. We don't want to take that away okay, by having dud games. In Sydney, when you talk about tribalism, if you, people aren't going to jump to big stadiums if you've got a Parramatta versus a, Absolutely not. Versus Bulldogs at the moment, with all due respect to the Bulldogs, the way they're, the way they're going at the moment. But does it mean in Sydney – they focus more on boutique grounds. Yeah. And and Peter Volandi said that about a year ago, didn't he? He's looking at boutique grounds. And I, I'm all so for do you, that. Do you, think, do you think it could possibly work the conference system with Sydney as the, as the main hub for one of the conferences if it was primarily primarily um, boutique grounds, re- regional grounds, like, like I talk about it, Belmore. And, it, it, and Redfern and, and Leichhardt. Leichhardt. Yeah. Look, it, it's a step forward. Mm. I don't think – again, I would be robbed of seeing South play the Storm next weekend after seeing South and the Raiders. Mm. You know what I mean? I think it's got to go – I think you've got to pick the draw, work the draw out on form teams. Okay. Playing an, week an in, argument week against tri- your tribalism turning up to the game, mm. does it matter who you play? Absolutely it does. Does it? Yeah, it does. So if, if you're tribal, you're a tribal supporter of your team, Does it? do you care whether you play the Storm or whether you're playing you – know, again, based on the – the ladder at the moment, the Bulldogs? You just turn uh, up and just support anyway because you're only watching one team. If I'm a Bulldog supporter, am I going to go and waste 200 bucks at the footy watching him get flogged by the Eels? No. Probably not. Okay. Depends who's playing as well. Mm. Anyway, it's really interesting. We, let's move on. This is too serious for us. Uh, <laughs> the halfback situation. Has Reynolds committed to the Sharks for 2.4 mil? Uh, listen, I'm hearing that, the, that there's been – if you listen, if you if you worked into a percentile, you're saying that a what? Well, he's about seventy five percent sure that he's going to go okay. to the Sharks. Now, I, I heard, I, I've been a little bit like you, Jay. So I, I hate to see players play their entire career, especially if they're a junior, play a whole career at their one club, and a captain, and a captain, and premiership winning player. And I know it's business. I get it. I've been there. I've been part of. It's a business decision, and, and you've got to accept it. At the time when you're a player, you don't understand the salary cap. You, you don't understand that it's business. You can't understand why you can't be kept there. But when you retire and you look back and you understand a little bit more, you say, well, it's the right decision. But this is different. This is a kid that's grown up in the area and has played all his juniors, has captained the club, won a premiership with the club, and has been one of the most, I think – Looking through the history of South Sydney, one of the most passionate Rabbitohs that we've seen uh, in the in the jersey. So, and it made it real, even even more so when Andrew Johns said during the coverage of the the Raiders versus uh, South game the other night, um, Thursday night, where he said, "You know, it, I just can't imagine him playing in any other jersey. Uh, it just doesn't either. make sense." Yeah. So, you know, I, I know we have some, we do have some rules around players that have played a certain amount of years for for clubs veteran players, for example, but it's not groundbreaking. It's not enough to keep a player, and it should be. If, if you've spent your whole time at the juniors and you spent your whole career at the one club, there needs to be some dispens- like heavy dispensation that allows that player to stay at that club. Yeah, there's an argument that says, well, well hang on a sec. It means you're continuing to strengthen your club and where that player can go to another club and strengthen a, a weaker club. That's not the point here. The point is we get to see a small amount of loyalty for a for a club and player and the relationship they have for a number of years and allow that player to retire in that jersey. So uh, it will be a shame to see him play in, a, in another jersey, but I'm still not sold. I still think there's, a, there's an opportunity that they will 
maybe let go of another player, another important player to another club to be able to retain uh, Adam Reynolds for two years. It's that time for an off-the-bench Friday night preview. Yeah, a couple of games uh, tonight, Sats. Uh, one of them, of, of course, is uh, the Storm taking on the Sharks. But let's focus on the big Friday night game, uh, the Broncos. I don't think, by the way, are hosting the Titans at Suncorp. It's I don't not think, as big as what it used to be. Well, I don't, I don't think anyone in Sydney will be watching this game tonight. Yeah, it's unusual that this has got the primetime Friday night slot. Well, the Broncos always, they attract big numbers in southeast. Well, not southeast Queensland. Well, what about all Sydney? Well, the numbers in Queensland far overlap the numbers in Sydney, even when the Broncos are playing that major time slot on Friday. But that's why they get all the Friday night but don't games. You want, don't you want a – wouldn't you be better off having a Broncos versus a Sydney team as your Friday night game rather than a as a Broncos-Titans game? Well, I think the thing – not, not one person – even the commentators last night going, oh, tomorrow night's Broncos-Titans. Well, I think the thing about the Titans now is that even Sydney people – and I don't – I'm not talking on behalf of Sydney people – I. I don't know, but I just know that some of the friends that I that I talk to on a weekly basis, they're looking forward to seeing David Fafida play against his former club because he has been destructive in the first seven rounds, first five and a half rounds, I suppose. He first round was pretty ordinary. There's been a couple of halves that he hasn't turned up this year, but outside of that, his numbers are telling us that he's yep. he's destructive. So um, I think there's a lot of people that are interested to see whether the battle between and I can't wait for this. What am I looking forward to, which we're going to do a little bit later on, is two players in this I know, game I know going, going head say. to head. I know you're going yeah. to say. Um, we finally get to see the man in Titans colours that any other team would get a start each week. Herman Sesi, who's my Instagram buddy too now. <laughs> did he accept you, did he? He accepted. Have you sent him a creepy, like... Selfie? Selfie yet? No, no, no. But he is going to... He's just going to... He'll be the first person to like the photos of me and my cats. <laughs> he will. Me, me, and, uh, me and Covey, Covey the kitten. Uh, he'll love that. And, that, and mate, is he, Covey named after COVID or yes. not? Really? Yes. Wow, okay. Um, and we, he'll love the photos of maybe me whipping up a spag bog uh, <laughs> this weekend with the garlic bread perfectly placed on the side. <laughs> Will you be in an apron with nothing else underneath? Boobs. <laughs> Just to do that. Uh, yeah, you're right. Herman SES, he's a he's a good player. Herman SES and hasn't hasn't been able to play a game yet for the Titans. Such is their is their depth. Uh, but um, I'm looking forward to this game again. I'm looking forward to the one of the matchups I'm going to mention a little bit later on. But outside of that, the Brisbane Broncos they are just clutching at the moment. But they are going to sneak up on someone soon. Could it be tonight? I don't reckon they'll start sneaking up on teams until Katoni Staggs comes back. Yeah, true. Oh, he's a massive. Mm. And I think the one problem the Broncos have still got, they don't have a spine, mate. They mm. don't have a decent nine, seven, and one. Mm. And what's this, their fourth halves combination yeah, now? Seven in, rounds, yeah, eight yeah, rounds. Eight rounds. That's that's yeah. not stability. Yeah, they, may, they know more about um, young Tom did, and we do internally. I know him, and I know his family very well, and they're a tough family. Although it was the wrong decision to let him go, I think he's—I think he's their future. Three hundred and fifty grand they could have kept him, but now they're offering Moses a million bucks. Mm. I, I can't work it out. Who wins this game tonight, Sats? I think the Titans win, uh, but I don't think they win by a lot. I think the Broncos may go all right tonight. You reckon? Yeah, I think they will. I think they will. It's just you know these 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 derbies, these rivalries, they. They bring up – I think it assists the 
the worst team out of the two than, than the one that's travelling the best. All right, this is Off the Bench with Scott Sattler. Jason Matthews will come back. We'll review Thursday night's big game between the Rabbits and the Raiders. Welcome back. This is Off the Bench NRL. Here's a full set inside the 10 for the Canberra Raiders. Young will play. Did he lose the ball on the play the ball? The referee said no. Now Whiten at the back. Aikens for the corner. They go. Rapana will score the try on the back of a set restart. Cook plays it half a metre out. Last tackle. Cody Walker to Benji Marshall. Long ball. Alex Johnson in the corner. Simonson had come off his wing and Benji Marshall cut out four and hit Johnson on the chest. Starling. Gula on tackle number four. Now the offload out the back. Set restart, says the referee again inside the 10. Obviously, South. Now White with a floating pass. Comes to Harold Nida, who then gets the ball away to Elliot Whitehead, who goes Scores. over the top of Kaloa Matangi and scores for the Raiders. Now Whitehead kicks into the Ingoal area. Paulo oh. doesn't get it. He misses it. And I think Sebastian Chris has scored the try. Did he plant it? Well, Jackson Paulo, he had ample opportunity to ground the football, and somehow he's missed it. And Sebastian Chris scores. Reynolds to Liam Ooh. Knight. Harold Nida. Came from his blind side and almost knocked him off his legs. Finally tackled by White and straight through. Gee. Campbell, Graham, what about the pass? What about the angled run? And there was no rated defender there. Campbell, Graham scores a try right on half time. Now Mago at the back to Kaloa Matangi. Running the decoy was Jaden Sewer. Had to stay out of the way. Kaloa Matangi tackled. Well, he might have hurt his leg there as he was trying to get up quickly to play the ball. Through the hands of Marshall Walker out the back. Gagai is with him. Gagai for the corner. Gagai tries. Cook out of acting half. Graham down the touchline. Steps back inside. Gives it back to Cook, who gives it to Reynolds, who then turns it under the Jai Arrow. And he's going to be tackled on the last 30 metres out from the line. Plays the ball back to Cook. Now Reynolds. Dummies to kick. Out the back it comes to Benji. Short again. Now to Walker. Walker to Johnson for the corner. Oh. Try. In the corner he goes. Alex Johnson gets a double. And that was just like a training drill for South Sydney. Oh, tongue into space. The pass from Reynolds on his outside. Sewer, there's another try. Jaden Sewer this time. It was started by Adam Reynolds. Curtis Scott dummies. Curtis Scott down the touchline. Fullback to beat. Passes to Rapina. And the Raiders narrow the gap. Great try there from Canberra. It started inside their own half. And it finished with a try to Jordan Rapina. His second of the night. Five seconds left. Nichols will take his time. Three, two, one. And they'll get one more play here. Liam Knight, and he takes it to ground, and that's full time. And South Sydney, 34, has defeated Canberra, 20. There you have it. The highlights are from Thursday nights. The Rabbitohs, 34. The Raiders, 20. A, uh, a good win for the Rabbitohs. A bit of a scratchy win. Uh, before I get into our thoughts on the game, I, I want to share the thoughts that uh, Ricky Stewart had post-game, particularly about some of the decisions around obstruction. This has been happening a lot this year to us, but it's, I look like a winger, which I don't really give a shit about, being labelled the winger, but when you get a game out there where it's 8-1 in penalties, I just think that's a, um, needs, a, needs a discussion. And, and, I, and your point is that even though it's seven resets to nil in your favour, it doesn't equate to eight penalties to one against. The ruck was so slow tonight, mate, so slow. I mean, I, I can't believe it was only seven. It probably sounds like it, but, you know, I'm not being disrespectful to um, South. So they, they're playing good footy at the moment. And I thought we uh, equaled, equaled the, um, 
performance tonight, I was, I was, I was happy with the number of uh, a big part of our game. But again, as I said, we can't keep giving away cheap 12, 18 points a game. That's what we're doing. So, you know, we've only got ourselves to blame, no one else. Do you think Ricky's been a bit harsh on his players? Uh, no, I don't think he is because they're falling asleep in the second half. Yes, they didn't get many penalties. And yes, they did get a lot of restarts. But the difference between a restart and a penalty is the restart, you're still on the back foot a number of occasions because it allows the opposition to get set defensively. Only on some occasions, when they deliberately give away a, a set restart, the defending team. When you get a penalty, you get the opportunity to kick your way out of danger, yep. get into some attacking zone and, and threaten your opposition. So um, he does have a point in a way. Uh, but in saying that, um, he's got to be more concerned about why his team is falling asleep at halftime. They don't need halftime, Canberra. They want to play in all the way through because their first halves are great. On the flip side, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, Dismal in the first half. It was bad. But they wake up at half time. So it's like they're waiting to hear from the prophet, Wayne Bennett, at half time to say, tell us so, wise one, what we're doing wrong. And it kickstarts into action. Yeah. Um, speaking of Wayne Bennett, uh, Benji was at 5 uh, 8 last night. And I, I think we missed Cody Walker there last night. I really do. He didn't get his hands on the ball enough. And uh, this is, look, have a listen to what Wayne had to say about Benji post-game. He got player of the match for Channel 9. Oh, I can't believe that. <laughs> and he couldn't believe it either, remember? He said, oh, what? Uh, I think Cody Walker deserves this or, or whatever. But, yeah, Wayne, Wayne dug the boots into him there a little bit and he was also asked about the performance of the team. This is what he had to say. Wayne, another second half comeback gets the job done. What did you like out of that performance? Uh, not much. Yeah, and listen, I know it annoys people that he doesn't give a lot of body to his, his, his replies and his content. but He doesn't have to. But he's a man of simplistic ways. He always has been ever since day one of coaching. And, and we expect... We expect to sit there and listen to to verse after verse of giving us some great philosophy around why he won. He keeps it simple, mm. and it's too hard to it's too hard to comment directly after the game. I've never really understood why we throw coaches straight into a post match press conference and ask them about the game when they actually haven't had time to sit down and dissect it. It's on the run. The losing coach is emotional, and you can hear that in Ricky Stewart's voice. You got the team that wins in Wayne Bennett. He hasn't really had time to have a look at what's happened to the game overall. So all I can say is, well, we've got a lot to work on. We were, we were horrible in the first half. We did what we had to in the second half. But until I can see where we're going wrong, I can't really give you a, give you an answer. So about Benji, Benji and Wayne have an amazing relationship. There would be a bit of a tongue-in-cheek comment from Wayne there. I've got no doubt he would have had a go at Benji before he went into the post-match press conference. So I don't think Benji's... Hearing Surprised, it and going, yeah. oh, wow, why did he say that about me? He would have already communicated to Benji about different parts of his game that he was disappointed in. And whatever they may be, I didn't see them. But defensively, Benji wasn't great last night. No, he wasn't. No. And defensively, Benji has been a target for his whole career because he's had gammy shoulders his whole career. So he's always going to be a target. So, And Wayne, if you know Wayne, Wayne is his whole coaching philosophy or some of his coaching philosophies is built around defence. You've got to be able to do one-on-one tackles to play in his teams. So I think that's what he's alluding to, that maybe Benji was a target tonight and he didn't handle it that well. I think Benji should go back to the bench. I think he's a really good impact player at the age of 36. 
And I, I really, as a South supporter last night, I thought uh, we missed the combination of Reynolds and Walker. That's a, that's a pretty special combination. And I'd put Johnson. It was still, it was still pretty good, but. Yeah, it was, but Benji it wasn't. Benji played that shepherd rule when oh, White mate, and ran under. That's, I mean, that is just maturity. That's, uh, that's absolutely, experience. Absolutely. But he missed a lot of tackles. Mm, he did. And, and I also, I just, we lacked that spark in attack, particularly in that first half with Reynolds and Walker just running the show. And I'd like to see, I think Johnston is a better backup fullback than Walker. I like Johnston at fullback. Mm. I really do. Oh, I like Cody's passing game when he when he's at fullback. Okay. But they're both good. They're both – I mean, you know what? If you're a South fan like you and I are, you're lucky to have the depth that they've got. They've got Braden Burns. I know. Not playing first grade at the moment. <laughs> you know, know, so they've got great depth at the moment. Oh, I thought Benji's game was exceptional last night. The, the cutout ball to hit Alex Johnson for the first try. Oh, that was a good ball. Not every player can do that. No. Only someone no, no. special can, can yeah. do that. And Benji outsmarted them all night, as we talked about, and he set the uh, record for the most NRL appearances by a New Zealand player. Yeah. 257 for the Tigers, uh, 54 for the Dragons, 13 for the Broncos, and eight for the Rabbitohs. He's up to 332 games. This is off the bench. When we come back, Sats and Badge during the week had a great chat to a great bloke. His name's Todd Payton. Uh, he is the North Queensland Cowboys head coach. He joins us next on Off the Bench. Welcome back. This is Off the Bench NRL. The team that's on the rise, they've won the last three, the North Queensland Cowboys, and took a big scalp last week, the Canberra Raiders, and it was a great come-from-behind win, showing some really promising signs for their new coach, Toddy Payton, and he joins us on Sports Day. How are you, Todd? Hey, guys. How are we? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Uh, thanks for joining us um, once again and uh, always giving with your time. Um, and after the, the win on the weekend, did you sit down as a coaching as a coaching group and, and just say that they're starting to see the signs that you you anticipated you were going to see when you took on the role? Oh, look, we, yeah, we've had a couple of conversations. We've been taking some small steps forward, you know, in the previous couple of games. And, you know, last Sunday game against the Raiders, we, we put it together for even longer. So I think it was a good um, it's a good way for our players to believe in themselves and believe that if we play the game the right way, our game is good enough. So that was our message post-game and in our review. Um, you know, we've got to put pressure on the opposition and, um, you know, give energy to gain energy. So that's playing the right way. That's the way we look at it. And, yeah, another step forward for us. What part of the weekend, especially come from behind against a, a team who regard as one of the, the competition favourites, what parts of the efforts stood out the most for you and your and your uh, your assistant coaches? Yeah, I thought our control was was much better. Obviously, our ball control, but you know our halves you know, kept it simple and we kicked the corners and we just chased those kicks really hard and tried to turn the, the big camera forwards around. And I, I think we only made one error. In our second half, and that mm. was Val on a kick receipt, you know, underneath the post, which was, um, you know, which put them under uh, under the pressure and the fatigue that the games become about. And um, you know, there's some good performances I thought across. I thought both hookers did really well. I thought Valentine Holmes, you know, looked most comfortable at fullback mm. with his effort on effort and mm. his line organisation, and probably getting back to the athlete he was before he, he went over to the NFL and. Um, outside of that, I think Cohen Hess is making a real fist of playing in the middle and um, 
you know, we had some other good performance. I think Murray Talungi, he was in doubt up until game day. His back spasmed the night before, and for a young kid, it was, you know, it was a, you know, it was a bit of a deer in headlights the following morning. He was in a lot of pain, and I think it just proved a point to him that you can play hurt and pass the medical test and had some really strong carries for us coming around end. So across the ball, we had, you know, several, well, most of the boys played pretty well. Mm. Yeah, you did, and, and I, I like that, Cohen Hesmith. We spoke about this sets, and I'd, yeah. I'd likened it to Dane Carla when he's at the Broncos. Just, Forces him to just be involved. To be involved, mm. to be, just to play tough around the middle and forget about all the wide stuff. Um, hey, is it nice? Do you think you're at the stage you're pretty settled on your lineup, Todd? Can you maybe see a few more tweaks as the season goes on? I, mean, I know you have switched around a, a few times with a few players, yep. and, and you've got big uh, Jason Tamalolo back, which is a bonus, but pretty well settled, do you think, at the yep. moment? Oh, we're settled at the moment. We've, you know, the first month or three weeks, four weeks of the competition, our, our mindset as coaches to get our best footballers in the team, and we had a couple of guys that weren't in their preferred position. But um, through form and a couple of injuries, we've had to tweak that. And the last three, four weeks have been pretty consistent. So I can't see us making huge decisions in that, in those key, key positions and you know Jason come back into the team this week he's got a couple of days of training to get through before he's cleared to play but another positive for us um, I think our bench is pretty strong um, we just understand our game we're still trying to create our own identity as a, as a team and um, you know we've got a chance to do that again against um, against the Warriors yeah how important is it for a player like I look at Jake Grant is that kettleballing mate is a <laughs> You got the kettle on in the oh, background. Oh, no, sorry. Oh. Uh, it's, a, it's a wind. It's a draft. Oh, <laughs> leave it, oh, mate. You're in, you're in Townsville. We understand. It's 43 degrees in in April. Hey, Jake Granville to cop it on the chin and come off the bench and just be so enthusiastic. Um, it's it's must be pleasing as a coach because there's tough calls to make and you don't know how players are going to respond when they're they're normally a starter. Yep. No, Jake's. Mate, he's experienced and he's a tough kid and he's a low-maintenance player to coach because he just wants to get out there and play. Um, I know he wants to be a starter, but at the moment, the best fit for us is him coming off the bench when the opposition's a little bit fatigued and he's, he's got 30 minutes just to go all out, you know. And then the way it worked on the weekend, we had Reese Robson go back on at lock because we, you know, we lost the player. So um, both the boys competed hard and just got their job done. He reminds me a lot of Luke Prittis, Reese Robson, the way that he plays. Toddy, I, I, I love his input at the moment, starting yeah, the game. He's, he's high work rate, hasn't he? I think he spends money a bit more willingly than Prittis. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he's a good player. Now, with um, Scotty Drinkwater, I, I love his cavalier attitude. Sometimes it can put the, the team in a, yep. in a bit of a hole, but his cavalier attitude, I think, is... Is quite refreshing for a rugby league team. I think he'd be a nightmare to play against, I suppose, which is a, a plus for you. How how do you manage the fine line of trying not to eradicate that entirely out of his game? Yeah, no, he provides us with some X factor. Um, you know, he's openly stated that he wants to be a five eighth, and he's and we've spoken about it. Um, but being a five eight also holds you accountable to the team. So um, you've got to direct the team around and you've got to take charge of our last plays and get our kicking right. And if he can do that, like, that's that's where his biggest development and biggest improvement 
comes as a 5'8", and no, I encourage him to back what he sees. Just needs to make the right decisions, you know, more often than not. Yeah. So he, he reminds me so much of a young Benj, you know, like just he's an out and out touch player, super skillful, super quick, and they just have a crack at every opportunity within the con- with, you know, not within the context of the game. And it took Benj a little while to get that right, and um, Scotty's certainly developing that. And um, I thought his game on the weekend. He had great control. Yeah, he did. Yeah, pretty deceptive, his kicking game too. Now, if you want to park Scotty Drinkwater at the moment, you know, unsigned for 2022, you've had some a couple of key signings throughout the week in, in Chad Townsend and reports Tommy Dearden has, has signed there as well. Now, in 2022, if both were to play in the halves in a perfect world, who wears number six? Yeah, I'm unsure, mate. I can't predict something that's going to happen in, you know, six months or more. Um, look, Drink is in the same position as he was. You know he will be next year if he's here, and hopefully we can get that deal done. That he is in right now. This is off the bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. This is off the bench NRL. The winners, the losers, the how and the why. Let's get stuck into our off-the-bench footy tips. Uh, that's what I love about the NRL. It's still continuing uh, this afternoon, or well, Saturday afternoon, Panthers versus Sea Eagles, Carrington Park and Bathurst. And can I just say, mm-hmm. I've done a, a, a few calls at Carrington Park. Great uh, oval. On the sideline as well. Mm. Fantastic oval. Freezing on the sideline. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, but the best hamburgers uh, I've ever had just cooked on a barbecue at the ground. I remember eating one. Do you know the secret to a good hamburger at the footy is? They've got to toast the buns. That's right. Mm. And they've got to have iceberg lettuce. Don't slice it up. Just rip it off, whack it on the mm. burger. And at a footy, keep it simple. Your patty. A slice of your plastic cheap cheese. <laughs> You've got to put a slice of Has tomato. Has the cheese got to be on the steak, melted into the? No, it doesn't. Not at the, the foot. No, not at the no, foot. Okay, no, right not right. a country football. Right Come on, calm down. Yeah. Uh, a slice of tomato, a slice of beetroot, and yep. a bit of iceberg lettuce, toasted bun, as you say, bang, beautiful. Barbecue I, sauce or tomato? Ah, uh, barbecue. Yeah, got to be barbecue. Um, but I do remember talking to Hook when he was coach of the Panthers, mm. and he came out early for a pre-game interview. I'm halfway through a burger. So you interviewed him with the burger and one I, I actually offered him some, and he said no. Well, he's a man from a place in central Queensland called Rockhampton. Yes. Who has the best steak sandwiches in the history of life. Oh, mate. Yeah, that's cattle country. That is a great part of the world, Rocky, uh, if you want some beef. All right, uh, let's get back to the game. Panthers, Sea Eagles. Can the Sea Eagles continue uh, their form with Tommy? Good Ford pack. Tommy Trebojevic back, Schuster working on the left-hand side really well. Good combination. A little bit like South Sydney's left-side combination. Um, can they beat the Panthers? No, they can't, but this will be a tremendous game. I reckon this is the match of the round. I think they'll push them. Push them yep. a fair way, but the Panthers, they've been so good, and they get Happy Coruscant back. Uh, yeah, so we both say the Panthers. Yep. Uh, Bulldogs versus Eels, Stadium Australia. How much will the Eels win by? 50 yeah, or 60? No, I don't think they will win by a lot. I like what the Bulldogs did last week. They played with a lot of purpose. Oh, you know, if you're willing to go toe-to-toe with the opposition forward pack, you, you'll you'll That's handle any forward pack. That's your job. Yeah, but sometimes you have a day off. and it, They've had seven days or six days off. No, I'm what, I'm what I'm talking about when you play the game. Sometimes your forward pack just can't find any rhythm, any uh, continuity, but... 
Again, bull, like what I saw last week from the Bulldogs, I like what I saw. The Eels will win, but I don't think it'll be by 13 plus. Oh, please. Okay. We have to get you urine tested. Uh, seriously. <laughs> Knights versus Roosters, McDonald Jones Stadium. Tedesco's been ruled out. I'm taking the Knights at, in their home ground. Warriors versus Cowboys, Central Coast Stadium. I'm taking the <laughs> Everyone thinks I'm a little bit mad, I think. I'm taking the Cowboys because I like what the Cowboys are. I like what Val Holmes is doing at fullback. The matchup between him and Roger Tuovasashek, a good one. <laughs> we are definitely sending off a sample to the laboratory to get you tested, mm. mate. In fact, I think it should be mandatory every week with you. We've Sats. got one more game to go. Oh, Dragons versus West Tigers at Wynn Stadium. West Tigers, they're still drunk from their bonding session on Monday. <laughs> they will beat the Dragons. I'm with you on that. Mm. And you, you were telling me during the week that most teams, when they have a bonding session, they actually come out and win. I've had two in-season bonding sessions where we thought that the season was finished. There's nothing we can do about it. Let's just get some few home truths while we've yep. got some of the uh, – some assistance in our system. <laughs> and we've come out and absolutely lapped the team. One, we played the Roosters. They were the runners-up from 2000. We played them in 2001. We are coming last. And we, we beat them by 20. I think it was like 20 or 30 to 6 or something. And then we played in 97. We did it for the Gold Coast Chargers. We had to beat Manly, who had won the minor premiership, I think, by 11 points. We had to beat them to make the finals in the last round. <laughs> We beat them by 24 or something, Jeez. just absolutely lapped them. So I'm saying the West Tigers, in-season bonding session, great move by Michael Maguire. And still drunk. Is that what you're saying? Still drunk. <laughs> All right, here we go. Before we go on Off the Bench, what's got us excited across the weekend of sports? What's got you excited, Scott Sattler? Two things. I want to see the matchup between Tavita Pengai Jr. up against David Fafita. Pe- Pengai Jr., when he's in a mood. Yep. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, he had Viliami Kikia looking out of the corner of his eyes where he was. Um, so I'm looking after, looking forward to that matchup, and I'm looking forward to the NFL draft this week. Yeah, what about your mate, Rogers? Aaron Rogers or Aaron Rogers? Uh, he yeah. said, I do not want to play at the Packers this season yeah, coming up. If I'm the Packers, I'll let him go. I'll let him go. He, like Statistically, no, he's it. one of the greatest regular season quarterbacks of all time. But he just can't get them over the line. when it, They have won a, quarter, a, a Super Bowl with him, but... Uh, it's been a long time between drinks for a club like the one that I support, the Green Bay Packers. I'd let him go. You know what I'm looking forward to? What hopefully the Swans bouncing. I'm looking forward to the draft as well, but yep. the Swans hopefully bouncing back mm-hmm. against Geelong. Mm-hmm. And I've also bought a rotisserie oh. from Bunnings, 85 what, bucks. What's going to be the first slab of meat you're going to put in? Pork. It? Pork. Already got it? Yep. I'll go home and I'll, I'll prepare the pork. <laughs> it needs to be prepared for 24 hours. I'll chuck it on there. And watch my backyard catch on fire. <laughs> that's that's what'll happen. And we'll end up ordering pizza. <laughs> that's have a great weekend, everyone. See ya. Uh, if you're working in the fire brigade, I'll probably see you later. Have a great weekend. Enjoy your weekend in sport.